Hello and welcome to a very special edition of Riot Act podcast with me, Renfrey Deadman. And today I am talking via the medium of modern technology. Thank goodness we're in the 21st century to Lauren Kassan from Sharp Tooth. Have I pronounced your surname correctly? Uh, Cashin. Um, I'm not that fancy. <laughs> I was like, Kashan sounds very. I made it. I, I made it very, very British there. Didn't Everybody. I? It's uh, funny because everyone does that. A lot of people do that. It's pretty. Uh, and I'm like, no, I'm just a, I'm a bullshit American. It's just cash. <laughs> I, I did not. I did not make that insinuation at all. It's fine. Um, I did. So <laughs> it's fine. How, how do we find you today, Lauren? Actually, really well. Like, yeah. Good. Especially considering the times. Oh, the times. What are you referring to specifically there? When because there are the so times. many things. Uh, so when I say the times, I'm just I'm just referring to coronavirus because. Okay. Because that is, I feel like that is the only thing kind of going on right now that is specifically unique to right now because a lot of everything else that people are finally fucking paying attention to has been going on for fucking ever. So yeah. I don't, I do not group that in when I say the times because we have been in those times for a long time. For so. a long time. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, I am generally not going to talk about coronavirus at all because I think there are actually far more pertinent matters to talk about, um, especially, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it might come up a little bit, but That's I'm not fine. planning to talk about it. So, um, uh, and a lot of those records you cover on um, your new album, the second album from Sharp Tooth, I believe, if that's yeah. the second full length, um, Transitional Forms, which myself and my co-host Steve reviewed a couple of weeks ago. Um, we were very, very, very enthusiastic about Yay. it, I have to say. Um, <laughs> I would recommend that anyone listening to this, if you haven't heard it, just stream it or preferably buy it um, uh, right bloody now because it's absolutely brilliant. Um I think one of the reasons that myself and Steve really responded so positively to it is because I, myself in particular, I don't think Steve feels this as much as strongly as I do, but I'm, I'm, I've been a massive fan of heavy music my entire life. It's, um, it means an awful lot to me as it does to, to many of us. And my feeling is there's a, a real lack of, quality in heavy music in recent years there's a real dearth of um there's, there's an awful lot of very generic formulaic shit that is coming yeah. out of heavy music and listening to transitional forms i felt this kinship because it felt to me like you and the rest of the guys in the band probably feel this i mean you've kind of already confirmed it from your um uh, <laughs> nodding along to to me saying this you, did you you feel that way as well i'm assuming oh god yeah i don't think that i don't know anybody is more critical of like the state of the scene than we are um right and frankly it is only because we believe in like the power of like this kind of music and how it can be put it just has like so much potential to do good in the world and so much like motivating power it's it's powerful music like heavy music is powerful and people feel empowered through it so i want people to be able to have that experience um, it's visceral yeah exactly visceral. and 
I think that's one of the reasons that we are like so aggressively critical because we just see like the potential in heavy music for so many different kinds of people that it it's like we're doing ourselves a disservice by like putting ourselves into a box, into a box, into a box. Like I feel like every day the definition of what people are willing to consider like hardcore like becomes narrow and narrower until there's not going to be anything in it. <laughs> so that's what you want. I'm doing cool. a hard I don't either. <laughs> I know you don't. Um, <laughs> that's the, that's the <laughs> no. metaphorical you. <laughs> We, 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 we talk about this all the time. We talk about the narrowing of um, genre. Uh, we talk about genre boundaries a lot yeah. and like how how it's it's depressingly narrow with some some heavy acts. And it is predominantly heavy acts where you have these kind of invisible barriers that are brought up and it gets very boring and very stale. I mean, we don't see any of that on the Sharp Tooth record at all. But another thing which seems really apparent and you make your feelings on this very very clear from the opening song is people in metal or heavy music or hardcore whatever and i'm being incredibly general here because i do want to point out that there is plenty of great heavy music and there always 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 is but there is hashtag not all metal bands <laughs> hashtag not all metal bands but there is an <laughs> awful lot there are an awful lot of of people in in heavy bands with absolutely fuck all to say um and um you have very strong feelings on that which is very obvious but um i just want to get your sort of perspective on that so, without naming names and so yeah. on and so forth you don't need to name names or no anything like that, i mean but. i don't need to it's like it would almost be pointless of me to because there's so many bands yeah. that kind of fit in that under that umbrella that it's like if I start yep. naming bands and we're going to be here for a long time and it's going to be a very boring show. Um, <laughs> but for me, my primary issue is the fact that like, okay, you know, like not everybody's subject matter is necessarily going to have like universal pull or universal appeal. And like, it is just totally, it's t totally up to you, like, how you want to do your art. And if, like, and people can tell when shit is not genuine. So it would be kind of silly for people who don't actually care um, to, like, pretend to in their art. But, and I also don't ever want to dissuade people from just making art that just, like, makes them feel good and gives them catharsis and release. The issue that I have is when those same people um, like then turn around and have an issue with the content that I'm putting out. So these same people trying to come like at me and be like, keep the politics out of music, like garbage <laughs> fucking like that. Mm -hmm. um, and like that tends to be the thing that people get the most upset about with us is that we have, op we have opinions. Um, <laughs> Oh, yes, yeah, sorry. So, yeah, go on, go uh, on. Yeah. yeah, and I mean, that in and of itself is like, <laughs> I'm like, re I'm, I'm appalled because I can't, it's like, it breaks my heart that like the state of the scene today in metalcore and hardcore is that bands with opinions are considered like corny or like less like cool or like less hardcore. Like, 
like they're ruining the party almost. Yeah, it's like, like hey, yeah, we're here, we're here to have fun and sing some beers and yada yada yada. Yeah. Which like that's and here's the thing, I'm he- I am all for the party. I'm a fucking I am a lush and I'm a party bitch, but. Like yeah. in I, I am I am the biggest party bitch. Yeah, <laughs> hell yeah, <laughs> party bitch squad, love it. So like, it's like I'm fine with escapist music and like irreverent music and like, I most the majority of what I listen to is like pop and dance music. So like, I'm very very fine with that. I'm just not fine with people then turning around and like biting at the bands who are trying to use their platform to do something good and there is a part of me that very genuinely like is jealous of those other bands like i just am because who wouldn't be it must be so nice to just get to like put out a record and not like have people have an immediate visceral reaction to your existence in their music scene like most of the guys I know, like in bands, they put out a record and they don't need to worry that they're gonna get death threats. Um, they don't they need look to. Like, they look like me, and they're hairy and they have a penis, basically. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Is it? Yeah, 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 yeah. But like, the fact that it it does seem like some bizarre litmus tests are being like performed within this scene. I'm just like, let's just fucking stop this nonsense. Like. Yeah. Too many people have forgotten their roots, and that makes me extremely angry. Um, especially when you get like these young like kids who are like new to the hardcore scene, and they think that the whole point of hardcore or metalcore is the aesthetic and <laughs> like the fashion associated with it. Which like those things are so fun and like great, and enjoy it. Like have a great time. But oh my god, like when people get on stage who have something that they need to say and that they think is important and relevant shut the fuck up shut the fuck up and let people have opinions in this scene um oh my god yeah i think sometimes people who use that excuse of kind of like i just want to have fun or they're not um bearing in mind i mean just you're not you're not asking for everyone to 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 have a political message you're not asking for everyone to to you've just said that you predominantly listen to pop music and things like that there's nothing wrong with that music i'm not saying let's ban andrew wk or anything like that it's just it's just i mean there was that guy on uh, it was kind of made the news that guy who um complained to tom morello and said why yeah you know, i don't like it when you're political and your music it's like wh- how it's how like how have you not got this yet right it's oh my god and what it like so i see this happen with like my favorite bands all the yeah. time literally all the time you go into like the comment section of like one of their videos and people will be like I used to love this band and then they got really political. I'm like, there's like songs about communism on their first record. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, just listen, (laughs) read a lyric. Look at the fucking cover of the debut Rage Against the Machine record. How the fuck have you not got this political statement? It's unbelievable, isn't it? Yeah. And to have the, and it's like that. And then to have the gall to say that in any genre that is adjacent to punk music is like so embarrassing. Yeah. <laughs> it yeah. is. Know your like, history. it's, yeah. It's like, have you, like, how dare you come into the hardcore scene 
and try to erase like its political roots. I feel like, and this is just kind of like a thing I'm, I always think in my head, I'm just like, I feel like fucking Fugazi would be like, would spit in y'all's faces right now because you're a fucking embarrassment too hardcore into metalcore. So, mm. <laughs> but my band's the one that's corny. Mm. Cool. Got it. Um, are there things that you are um, uh, happy to share in this medium um, that have happened, say, in the last couple of weeks since the records come out that are examples of that or even from before then? Oh, <laughs> I have mm. some funny ones, actually. Okay. Um, well, I mean, like, I swear to, like, every fucking woman in music has been asked if they're, the, like, somebody's girlfriend or if they're the fucking merch person or some shit, whatever. Um, mm. Like, there's bullshit like that that you just kind of go, like, and whatever. And there's then you just kind of, like. The, group, the, groupie, the groupie assumption's quite, quite common. So, uh, yeah, apparently, it's, yeah. Mm. Fucking silly. Um. So that's happened a lot. But and like there's just also just like things that people will like comment. And I like here's the thing. Uh I have like a personal rule. I don't go and read the comments. Sometimes okay. I play myself and then I go and read them. Um it's not often that I do that, but we all have those moments of weakness, I guess. I know. It's hard. <laughs> Sometimes it's hard and you just yeah, so we don't always make the best decisions. But, no, sure, sure. but um, <laughs> so this was actually, I read this like a couple of days ago. Uh, I was doing my homework and had a, had like a music tab like up to listen to stuff. And the, I think it was like the lyric video for The Grey. And I was like, don't mm. click it, bitch. Don't click it. And I did. <laughs> um, and actually it was really exciting because almost every single comment was extremely positive which is like oh, oh like so exciting and like i feel Fantastic. like when people actually listen to the fucking music instead of just prejudging or making any assumptions about who i am or like what my band is about and what we talk about like i think that overwhelmingly people are like this is great but there was one person who literally commented like oh look a woman in like a woman screaming in a band what are you screaming about having your period i was like that's a comment someone actually wrote uh, wow mm. <laughs> like i was just like you didn't wow i mean you didn't even like try to hide that as not being yeah. just like blatant misogyny and it was even better because then i also saw that a friend of mine had seen that and had responded to it and, <laughs> and literally had said like uh, wow, I love the like the smell of misogyny in the morning. Like <laughs> And it was just it was just so funny because it just happened to be like one of my close friends that I happened to see her comment on the and it was just like a hilarious and fortuitous and funny experience. Usually like yeah, I it used to be that I would like go and read the comments and then be like fuck me. Um because human brains do that thing where you can read 70 very nice things and one bad thing and your brain will only hold on to the bad thing it's a survival yeah. mechanism actually um my brain is very good at it if i was in hunter gatherer like society i'd be killing it right now um can you explain <laughs> the survival mechanism thing i haven't heard that the uh, uh, how is it a survival me mechanism because if you can remember like s things that are being perceived by your brain as like being a threat you're less likely to get hurt by them uh, 
quite yeah it made it, that makes that total sense yeah. <laughs> i feel a bit silly yeah, yeah yeah so your 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 brain is remembering the uh dangerous stuff as opposed to the st- the, the the positive stuff isn't sort of needed yeah so it's filtering that stuff out. i see i see i see and in modern day society the the dangerous stuff isn't you know lions and tigers and bears like coming to eat you or like people being sick and dying the dangerous mm-hmm. stuff is just people being assholes on Souls social on media yeah 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 exactly i mean my 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 co-host steve he wrote a piece for metal hammer magazine um we both write for metal hammer from time to time and he wrote a piece uh god when was this i want to say about 18 months ago i'll um i'll send you a link at some point yeah basically just saying that uh, we we've we've espoused this theory several times on this show that women um not just in heavy music but in all music really fiona apple is a really good example outside of the heavy music genre um phoebe bridges um, yes uh, oh fucking adore phoebe bridge um (laughs) it feels like women have so much more to say at the moment um than men the conversation is far 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 more interesting and you know, that's again that's a massive generalization there are definitely men who are writing decent lyrics but <laughs> it seems when you get a, a pissed off woman <laughs> out front or they don't even have to be pi- they don't even have to be pissed off to be honest but certainly lyrically certainly at the moment women seem to have far more interesting things to say than men do and my feeling towards that is because when you subjugate a certain section of society for so long they're going to come out and get furious about that but i actually wanted to hear your view on that and what you thought about that oh yeah i mean that's always it's any woman will tell you in almost any respect of their lives that you just have to work twice as hard uh to get like half as far um it is always two steps forward one step back because like even when you do everything right that one step back is going to be like societal misogyny like there's always going to be that extra step that extra hurdle that you are having to jump through um in order to be getting equivalent respect um that like my male counterparts would be getting um there's always people here's the thing especially like my experience in heavy music is that the expectation is that I'm going to be bad. So I walk onto a stage and there's an immediate audience expectation going, what's some girl doing here? Like, and you can see it in people's faces, like people who haven't like seen my band, whatever, like you can see it in people's faces as soon as you get on stage and like the guys will like, they'll like look at each other like, oh, what's this going to be? And then I open my mouth Mm. And, and then and then you watch them <laughs> and then you watch them recoil in fear. Uh. <laughs> that, but that's so much more powerful than like so I'm you know a, a far bigger guy. I'm a bigger person than than you are. And in, in, I mean in a physical sense, not in a sort of yeah. brain sense. Uh, <laughs> Who and, even and, am I? <laughs> <laughs> Fuck and, me. And, you know, it, it, coming out of me, it's not. It wouldn't be unexpected, but it's even more powerful if if you'll forgive me for saying so. Coming yeah. out of as a smaller framed woman, you yeah, know, it just it just is, um, oh, and no, that's I, even cooler. Yeah, that's. I mean, I feel that way, and I kind of like I lean into that. Um, hmm. I'm like.
like I think you play up to it. I think you play up to it, and uh, from what I've seen in the video and stuff, and I think that's cool. Well, it's either like for me, it was either like get frustrated every time I go on stage, and then and like seeing that people oh are they're having the exact same reaction that they have literally fucking everywhere because <laughs> like nothing is nothing's changed. I'm still a woman. Like this. Is yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. so I'm like very like like used to it like i would yeah. be shocked if <laughs> like kind of if like i just started getting on stages and that stopped like being like people just stopped being su- like kind of surprised it's never like oh my god it's it's always <laughs> like huh okay so yeah. it's like again and that's like kind of what i think some people don't understand about misogyny is that some it doesn't have to always be like oh my god misogyny sometimes it's oh okay mm. that's mm. mhm and that's like that's what people mean when they like talk about like microaggressions. Um, so yeah, I kind of like basically it was like if you can't beat them, like join them. So yeah, I totally like lean into that, and that's what's made like getting to like authentically present as feminine as I am, um, like in the last couple of years, just so much more rewarding too because it's like again there's a different expectation if you are getting on stage and are presenting as like tomboy girl masculine girl rather than like like very feminine like sexual like people are not comfortable with femininity and sexuality in like metalcore and hardcore uh coming from women so um, yeah, I totally love leaning into that now. <laughs> like, just to kind of, like, <laughs> flip it. Like, there was a... Uh, <laughs> this is so stupid. Um, there was a, a fucking bit from Curb Your Enthusiasm for a long time. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, one of the characters would go, flip that shit on him. And so that's, like, what I just, like, do in my head. I'm like, I'll just flip that shit on him. Whatever. Like, this is... I think yeah. the, the, say, the Say Nothing video is a perfect example of that. Just the manner, the manner in which you're performing and playing up to the camera is is that flipping it on its head, isn't it? I think. Yes. I uh, wanted that to be the most feminine music video that I could come up with. <laughs> that was the goal. Because I was like, yeah. this isn't a thing people are experiencing in this scene. They are not experiencing a feminine like like aggressive femininity aggressive feminine sexuality like that's not a thing anybody in this scene is like being exposed to within the scene so those are things that i think are awesome and like exciting and cool and like in the context of metalcore and hardcore they're somewhat subversive so like that makes it even more fun like so yeah um that's been such a great experience uh it was very important to me to do that music video and to do it that way it's great. It's really cool. Thank I you. mean, I'm very, I'm, I very seldom am even bothered by music videos, to be totally honest. But I, I just saw that one and I was like, that is fucking cool. I loved it. I thought it was really, really cool. Oh and yeah. it does. I, I've got, you know, I've got uh, a few female friends who front bands in this heavy scene, and um, a lot of them have spoken to me in the past about their experiences where they feel like they had to dress like one of the guys yes holy shit my whole fucking 20s i had a uniform you don't understand i literally i called it my uniform it was Mm. black tank top black skinny jeans 
black combat boots. And I had, I shit you not, like eight pairs of each. It was like a fucking cartoons, like closet when you opened it, like in like where it's the same outfit just nine times because mm-hmm. in cartoons they never change. That was me. I was that fucking cartoon character. I just never changed my fucking outfit because I was afraid if I did anything girlier. And it wasn't even like necessarily a like conscious, conscious thought. But, like, I definitely, there were conscious thoughts about, like, oh, that looks a little, like, that's a little, like, showing too much skin. Like, maybe don't, like, I didn't even wear a crop top for the first time until, like, the end of fucking, like, 2017 or some shit. Because um, I just was so paranoid about how people would treat me if I dressed in a way that presented more feminine and more sexual. Um, mm. I had already gotten feedback. But that, like, when I did do that, people, like, found it noteworthy, which is, like, there's a part of me that's, like, I guess that's flattering, but then there's another part of me that's, like, that shouldn't be noteworthy. Nothing about me wearing, like, leggings should be noteworthy. I literally had, oh, my God, one of the first times I, actually, it was the first time I ever wore, like, a pair of, like, leggings to a show. I wasn't playing. I was just going to the show. And the owner of the venue um, made a comment about, and like this was a friend of mine, made a comment about how like, oh, like you can't wear those leggings anymore here. Like implying that I was dressing in a way that was sexual and was making like, and was noteworthy because of it. And I was just kind of like, I don't like this. (laughs) I don't like that I'm even having to think about what people are going to think about my outfit. Like, that's like a, like what guy <laughs> is like I feel like most like straight white dudes you're not really worried about what you're wearing to the show. Like I was about to say it's something <laughs> that I can't really re- relate to if I'm honest. I can sympathize, hmm. but I can't empathize, you know. Yeah. Um uh because because I have, you know, I'm 35 years old and I don't think I have ever I don't think that thought has ever crossed my mind. Yeah. Truthfully. It's you know. and like and that's how it should be so it's like i don't ever want people to feel like guilty for having like privilege or something like that's not the point of that but it's like that that's how it should be and it's how it should be for like everybody so like everyone all of us should be yeah it's like i should never have to worry that like i'm gonna go to the hardcore show and someone's gonna think i'm a slut because like i'm wearing i don't know like a fucking crop top or some shit um Yeah. yeah Uh, or like someone's going to decide that like my like me as a person is less valuable or my opinions are less valuable because of the way that like I dress or present and so yeah I've been heavily leaning into the like I know this makes you uncomfortable I'm gonna keep fucking doing it because it makes (laughs) me feel good Uh, (laughs) like thing so yeah well good because uh, Well, certainly, certainly punk music and, 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 and you know, uh, what you play is an incredibly heavy version of punk is about uh, confronting people, isn't it? And that's what it should be, right? You know, uh, that's how you I would feel. think. <laughs> well, you would yeah, think. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. And, and, uh, and I guess, I mean, I guess I'm coming back to the same sort of topic of like there not being many bands that are, or, or I'd say predominantly most heavy acts don't feel a need to do that or anything like that but it just seems really sad and tragic and I feel like mo- so much of that confrontation is coming from um, women or, or, or 
women who front bands rather than men because m- men just seem to be still talking mm-hmm. about like war and demons and hell <laughs> i mean i'm getting getting a bit slayer-esque there but you know what I mean. it's like guys can't even guys can't think of any like ways that they are being oppressed to scream about metal music so that's why like fucking black metal exists because they're like we can scream about dragons <laughs> 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 to be fair i'm all for screaming about dragons I'm the bitch who's screaming about Velociraptors. So we, like, I, like, pot, meat, kettle, like, (laughs) but, you know, um, yeah, that was, that's, like, a bit that I've just, I I don't totally believe that. (laughs) Like, I'm just, that's just a joke. (laughs) And, and again, oh, no, no, I, I, I I know you're being tongue-in-cheek. And, and, and (laughs) again, again, just to reiterate, there's fuck all wrong with screaming about dragons or screaming about Velociraptors. I would love to scream about dragons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's nothing wrong with that. It's it's not kind of like sometimes when you make these kind of arguments, when one makes these arguments, like you yeah. get that rhetoric back, which is like, it's like, no, we're not saying ban that shit. We're just saying it'd be nice to have more of people who actually have something to say, who are actually holding a mirror up to society and trying to say something rather than not. Um, yeah. And yeah, as I say, I just feel like the majority of that that is exciting in 2020 and and the last few years actually seems to be coming from women rather than men but there does seem to be this i mean i do feel like certainly if we go back to bloody (laughs) the 80s let's say Mm -hmm. um progress is being made it feels like slowly but surely um or or and you please feel free to disagree if you if you do but but it does feel like that progress is beginning to be made and these voices are beginning to come out i suppose do you agree with that or do you not and what are your feelings on that um i definitely do think that progress is being made i just think that it's still so slow that mm. it is like dangerous basically um it's slow enough that like all of like things are getting better but the bad thing but like they're not getting better by enough fast enough to like really help a lot of people a lot of people in the immediate sense like basically at all um so like it's like yeah making the i'm you know out here trying to make the the world a better place for like the next generation but it's like what about all the previous ones too like how about we just like speed up this progress thing so that all of us just get to just get to have better lives and better opportunities uh so it feels it feels enormously gradual um, yeah and an- glacial i suppose I yeah mean, mm-hmm. there's there's a the, the second song on the album mean brain um made me wonder about because it feels like to me, that that song feels like an issue about sort of self-confidence i think it's fair to say and how you project yourself and being what um worried about how uh how you might be perceived and so on and so forth um does that come into to it as well because of all of these negative voices against what you're saying yeah sure um you like if any anybody with who's like ever like felt like like insecure like you your brain always remembers all the shitty things people yeah, say to yeah. you yeah, for it's me, like, like you were saying before, yeah, 
Yeah. Um, so like for me, mean brain was just like that is a term that I've been using like with my friends for a really long time. Um, okay. Basically to refer to when like we're having le- when I'm having like negative self-talk, like having a t- like a day where my brain is giving me a lot of negative self-talk because of depression and anxiety. And I think that that is a very universal feeling for a lot of people who yeah. have depression and anxiety, like that you're brain kind of like will literally just be fucking mean to you sometimes and like those the the things that i wrote that like my brain was being shitty about are ju- are those are like kind of unique to me i'm sure that other people feel that way too but like my my loop is always um yeah like nobody likes me everybody hates me everyone's just tolerating me and they're all going to fucking leave. Like that literally is the most succinct way (laughs) of explaining my anxiety and depression in conjunction with my abandonment issues. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So there's there's an art, there's an irony there because I, so I, I suffer from mental health issues as well and those sorts of anxiety things. So I can, I can empathize with this Mm -hmm. a lot more. Um, uh, there's a sort of irony that, um, or, or, or a really fascinating juxtaposition, I find, because I do think that a lot of people have those sorts of self-confidence issues who then go on to perform on stage. Um, and I, 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 just in my work and through interviewing loads and loads of musicians, I used to be in the acting world as well, and there was mm-hmm. loads of it in that. It's it's a really odd dichotomy, isn't it? That, that yeah. there are so many people who do have self-confidence issues, but then at the same time, they want to get up in front of people and scream about those self-confidence issues. It's a bizarre dichotomy there, isn't it, I think? Yeah, I. it's interesting because I, like, kind of know that like i'm have at least a layer of like self-awareness to know that those thoughts are not rational thoughts that are like not rooted in reality yeah i i get a lot of therapy so (laughs) i can admit to that um it's difficult it's difficult to realize that at the time though isn't it that's oh totally yeah Yeah. so it's and it's like it's weird because it is kind of like in contrast to the fact that like my uh, like even just like my personality like i'm very like loud and open and bubbly and like extroverted and like very happy being the center of attention like that's so like that is a part of me and i think that a a trap that we kind of fall into as people is thinking that we are just one thing. Um, Yes, one-dimensional, yes. Yeah, and it's like we are, like, the amazing thing about people is that we have parts. And so there are, so there's a lot of parts of me that are super extroverted and, like, being in front of people. Um, And then there's a part of me that is terrified that all those people don't actually like me (laughs) and that they're all going to leave. Like, so, and these parts can coexist. Um, and a lot of times they'll butt heads with each other, but like you, like you can be both. <laughs> Por que no los dos? <laughs> That's <laughs> what the record basically is. Is just like you, you're everything in between. Fuck. <laughs> That's kind of we're, what we're, the record is. We're a mass of contradictions. We're a yeah. mass of contradictions, mm-hmm. and I think um, um, actually uh, it, that kind of leads me quite. Uh, beautifully onto the gray where you're sort of talking about that as well i think in terms of um how um well i think the key word for me is nuance and how nuance seems to be lost in a lot of 
um, discussions and so on and so forth. I have plenty of examples that I could share, but I'd really I want to hear your views on that. Um, can you sort of explain a little bit more about what the grey is about and what that pertains to in your life? Oh, my God. That's quite a broad question, but you can rabbit on no, for as long as you it's like. A, it's fine. It is a complicated <laughs> song. It's complicated, um, yeah, yeah. It's a it very is. complicated song. It's about, like, different layers of different things. Um, and it is a, it is also about a f- just, like, literally, like, a moment in time for me. Mm-hmm. Um, <sighs> so, yeah, the gray, it's called the gray because it really is about, like, the gray areas in, like, all of the different aspects of our life whether like that is like moral gray areas or like identity adjacent gray areas or like socio-political gray areas um i think that especially in like today's times there's sor- there is an amount of societal pressure to like basically like cl- like firmly claim an identity um and I feel like that pressure, it, like, kind of does people a disservice because, like, from a kind of a young age, and I mean, like, this happens just, like, in a socially, but it's also, like, built into, like, our education system. Like, at a very early age, like, you're told to basically decide who you're supposed to be. You're telling a fucking, like, 18-year-old they're supposed to decide, like, what their career is going to be, what they're going to do with the rest of their life. Like, mm-hmm. it's stuff like that. And these expectations, I think, that we put on ourselves in our society are just absolutely unreasonable because that isn't how people actually fucking work. I'm not the same person I was a year ago, five years ago, ten years ago. So why do we consider our personality and our identities to be a permanent state? Mm, That doesn't make any sense when you, like, stop and think about it. Um, But, like... We also, like, we then also lean into that because we use those things to help us, like, make sense of the world. Like, oh, like, this person is a Democrat. That means they believe this, this, this. We use it. They're mental shortcuts, basically. And it's like our brains do that automatically. That's kind of a part of human psychology is that our brains like labels and stuff like that because it helps us feel like we make, can make sense of the world. Um, I think it helps us to try and understand, but yeah. sometimes, sometimes we oversimplify things too much and and misinterpret them. I think, but yes, yes, exactly. And that's a, and that's what the and that is what the gray is about. Um, it is about how for like uh, there is this we oversimplify things. We strip it down mm. to one thing or another thing instead of being the instead of it sometimes being both. Or instead of it not being any of those things, or, and it's like, and you can just apply this, like, basically to every aspect of life. And that was something that I was realizing when I was, I was kind of grappling with, like, my own experiences, like, with diagnoses and, like, like doing, like, trauma therapy for PTSD and, like, stuff. And I feel like, I even know that, like, I have fallen into, like, the trap of, like, being, like, oh, I I am this way because this happened to me. And Mm. almost being, like, a slave to that narrative. Uh And sometimes you you then look and you're, like, 
that doesn't really apply for me anymore. Mm. Like, mm-hmm. and I don't think that we as people give ourselves enough space to do that for th- all that gray area. And we don't give an other people enough space to have gray areas too. Um, I think it's one of the biggest problems like in our modern society today. Um, and it's yeah. one of the biggest hindrances uh, for like real sociopolitical change frankly because I, people I want couldn't agree more yeah people like want people to be perfect and it's like no we need to stop like no i feel there's this idea right now that it's like oh you're like you're either woke or you're canceled like no like doing that makes it basically puts the concept of uh it basically like people will do that and it, it's almost like it absolves them of having to examine like their role in like <coughs> systemic oppression, <laughs> um, and no, literally fucking nobody should be ignoring their role in systemic oppression. And that's like uh, we all have done it. We've all like thought things that are racist. We've all said things that are racist, homophobic, sexist. Even when like literally everybody has done something that fits into one of those categories. Like that's just that is just true. Period. So when we stop doing this thing where we're like, oh, this person's the bad guy, point at that person, they are the bad guy, that takes the spotlight off of you looking at your own shit. And that really fucking bothers me because you'll see a lot of people who are very willing to point fingers but not willing to do any introspection um, and aren't willing to check themselves. Mm -hmm. And frankly... This was a thing that like I really started talking about a lot um, when uh, stuff was going on with like Brock Turner in the news um, because like it just became everybody like became the cool thing. Everybody just like goes on Facebook and like posts about how Brock Turner's a rapist and like yeah, all of this is true. All of this should be a thing that everybody is talking about. Um, yeah, super here for that. But then also you can't stop there. You can't go, oh, this person's a rapist. You have to go, okay, so that person raped somebody. What have I done in my life that has contributed to rape culture and to a society where there was a young man who believed that that was okay? And if we all start doing that, like, oh, my God, I swear to God, shit's going to get better so fast. Like, I'm not like I'm not fucking joking. When everybody just starts fucking checking themselves, that's when shit will change. Like, I agree. I feel like we're at the part of like this whole equation of people checking each other, and that is important, but we need to start flexing the muscles of checking ourselves with mm. honesty and integrity and the intensity that that task like warrants. Um, I don't yeah. know if you're familiar with the... Um, no, th- th- that's wonderful. I just <laughs> wanted to let you go there. That was brilliant. I think um, the... Um, my uh, my co-host Steve and and myself to a degree we've commented on this quite a bit with the lingua ignota record. I don't know if you're familiar with it. Um, it's called Caligula. It's a very 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 stark account of a abusive relationship, mm. and it's um, probably one of the most powerful pieces of music I've ever heard in my life. I would say I would recommend wow. it. I wouldn't put it on at a party, but I'd recommend it. Um, <laughs> wouldn't put and, it on at um, a party. <laughs> no, I wouldn't put it on at a party. Uh, but it's an incredible piece of work and. Um, but it kind of made us so uncomfortable because it made us actually 
question things in our own personal lives, which, you know, we sort of admitted on the podcast. I mean, we didn't go into the details of what they were, but, you know, but actually I think art like that is incredibly important. It's also extraordinarily uncomfortable. And I find that record incredibly uncomfortable to listen to because it's uncomfortable anyway. But it also kind of makes me have to confront my own um, shitty things that maybe I did in the past. Um, I think it's also really interesting. I mean, it feels really pertinent at the moment. Um, Obviously, we've just had all this controversy. And I think this really fits into what you're saying regarding the the Harper's letter. You're aware of this, are you? The um the ca- uh, the letter that came out through Harper's Bazaar, I think it's the periodical in um, in the states, um which was um uh, it's basically a a open letter um referring to cancel culture and sort of saying that we needed to have a bit more freedom to be able to express things. Mm-hmm. Um, whilst at the same time, uh, basically not cancelling, calling out people and cancel cancelling people left, right, and centre, which I think is more or less what you're saying. It's a yeah. it's a tricky one. There's there are many many tricky. many. Yep. There are many many, but basically, it's not a black and white issue. It's a very it's several shades of grey. You know, not to keep. <laughs> I feel like I'm doing an ad or something, but right. you know, but yeah, <laughs> it, it, <laughs> yeah, but. It's not as simple, like you say, it's not just a case of going, right, there's two boxes, there's the woke box and there's the cancelled box. Let's just put everyone into these categories until everyone's been filed and sorted. That is such a basic, oversimplified way to look at it. It's absolutely insane Mm -hmm. to look at it like that. Um, But a huge... I mean, Twitter storm particularly kicked off as a result of this letter, which has been signed by lots of academics and but also people of controversy. So J.K. Rowling was one of the people who signed it. And she said some she's, um, you know, a great author and she's written the Harry Potter books, which everyone loves. Yada, yada, yada. But she said some quite. Uh, yeah, she said some dubious ass shit. Some, uh, some dubious shit is yeah, the yeah, nice yeah. way of putting it and like trust yeah. me there's literally like nobody is a bigger like fan of the harry potter books than i am i love harry potter yeah, and yeah, i'm yeah, just yeah. like i'm just like bitch you need to chill just like maybe talk less just talk less yeah. like <laughs> just yeah. just fucking talk less because you're so, like and that's also the thing like we <laughs> my boyfriend and i have like a like kind of a running joke that we have it's like if you aren't being part of the solution, then just shut up and get out of the way. Just mm. shut up and get out of the way. Like, mm. so that the people who are doing the real productive work can actually be productive and successful. And it's like, because y- like you, JK Rowling, you're still fucking talking right now. And guess what? It's not helping literally anybody. And if you have people telling you that the things you're saying that are hurting a community, even if you don't understand and you don't agree with them, why is it hard to just shut the fuck up? Like, mm-hmm. like if somebody goes, like a friend of yours says to you, like, oh, I like, I don't like the way that you say my name. I would prefer it's pronounced this way. Are you just going to go, well, it's spelled this way, so it should be pronounced like this. Like, is this no, I you're not going to say really that. Posh way? Yeah, you're not going to fucking. It's like, yeah, exactly. No, I wasn't even thinking about that. But it's like, no, but it would be like if you were like, but it looks like it's written this way. Um, yeah, it's like yeah. it doesn't matter because if somebody told you not to do it because it hurts them, then that's all the reason that you need. And that's accepting 
in the J.K. Rowling instance, the incredible abundance of science <laughs> that says that trans lives are so fucking valid. Like, yeah, yeah. There's like there's science. It's fucking science. Like you can literally go and look up these things. Like <laughs> there are papers written about them. We all have Google. It's great. Go look up a fucking research paper and learn yeah. a thing or two. And yeah, uh, mm. that's what but I mean is that it is, it's like no one is born woke. It, like period. That's not a thing. No one's born woke. You learn stuff gradually as you go. We've all said problematic shit. We've all done problematic things for longer than we probably should have. Like that is just a thing that people do. So giving people space to learn that what they're doing is wrong is important, first of all. That doesn't mean I think let's... We need to un- I think we need to underline that point. Yes. Giving people space well, to grow and learn, yeah. And here's the thing. Um, I think that then people get, like, freaked out by that and say, like, oh, like, uh, you're, like, supporting that person. It's like, no. What if <laughs> I'm working to make this person not think these bad things anymore? So that they go out in the world and aren't inflicting that on people. That's what we all need to be doing. So, like, there's a lot of people out there who talk about, like, calling in. That is, like, calling out, no. Calling in, yes. Like, bring people in and educate them. Now, there's obviously exceptions. Because, again, nothing is fucking black and white. So, if there's, like, obviously, like, there's a fucking, like, chronic rapist, like, in your music scene. Like, don't have them at your shows yes yeah because you want to protect other people from this person or make sure that that person basically has a fucking babysitter or like there are ways to help people get learned and do the right thing while also still protecting the members of the community and that has to that does have to be the first and foremost thing is you protect the members of the community. So you like I get like where the canceled part came from because it's like okay, you want to take this toxic person out from where yes. they are doing bad yes. shit. Always the intentions yes, are good. Please do yeah. that. Yes. <laughs> this is good. We're not saying leave leave people there to just do shit and figure it out and hurt people on the way. Don't no no no. That's not what I'm saying. Mm. Um but yeah, take the, remove them from situations where they can continue to do the problematic behavior and then get real fucking uncomfortable and sit down with them. And that's a thing people don't want to have to do. They don't want to have yeah. to sit down with some... They don't want to sit down with the fucking racist Uncle Bob. Like, they and, don't... And, and confront their views and say, actually, this isn't right for this reason because it yeah. brings up so many issues as a result of that yeah sorry. and you can no. and you can do it from a place of love too and i think that that's a thing mm. that people have a hard time understanding as well um is that you can educate somebody like from a place of love like i frankly i think somebody is gonna like you have somebody who is saying like sketchy like shit it doesn't like whatever realm it falls into of being a hate speechy um and if you go up to them and you go, yo, fuck you for saying that, like, I'm never talking to you again, and leave it at that, guess what that person's going to do? They're going to fucking double yeah. down. They're going to be like, exactly. oh, well, you're a stupid liberal bitch. Fuck you. Like, that's how that's exactly. going to go. And, I, exactly. and rather than going up to that person, especially if they're in your life, like, come on, people. You go up to that person, you're like, hey, I love you, and I care about you, and... 
I just want like so much more for you. And I wanted to talk to you about a thing that like you've been saying um, because I wanted to ask you about your thoughts about that. Like basically like sitting down and talking to people like they're human beings. Mm, mm. Like we all see, we get so yeah. offended by by when someone wants to do that, really, don't we? And we really shouldn't. Right? We really should just need to. We just sort of need to accept that we're all flawed. We mm -hmm. all fuck up. We all make mistakes, and um, very occasionally, or maybe even very often, I don't know. But but we need people to like. We need an outside perspective to like inform us of this sometimes, and yeah. just try and li listen and learn from it. I think. I like like for example, and like. I totally said, like, the R word, like, for way longer than it was really appropriate for me to be doing that. And I totally justified it to myself because um, that was, like, it was, like, a thing that, like, my dad would say, like, growing up. Because, again, he didn't know better. And, like, that was part of the vernacular, even mm. though it was, har like, harmful. Um, so, like, I totally did that for mm. way longer than I should have. And yeah, I, but I, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna confess that I have done that in the past as well. I yeah. think that all of us fucking have, and as I and think the, the have, sooner yeah. the sooner that we all get way more comfortable being like, I did this thing and it was bad, but I learned, and now I'm not doing that thing anymore, and that and it's important for me to help teach people the way that I was taught. So it's like you need to be able to you need to be paying it forward. You can't you can't cancel people because you decided you're woke and you're like the fucking like queen of like you're canceled, you're not, you're cool, fuck you. Like no, that's not how this shit fucking works. You like you want to educate people and like pay the woke forward. Like you don't just get to hold on to it like I'm better than you cuz that's so a thing. People will mm. use performative wokeness as a way of feeling mm. better than people. Fucking stop that shit. Like you're not special. Um but <laughs> like uh, yeah. But like no, we need to be paying the woke forward. Now, there's going to be people who are receptive to what you have to say and then there are going to be people who are like like literally just like fundamentally like hateful people. But you don't know that until you have the conversation. So you at least need to start the conversation with them. Um, that's where the nuance comes in as well, isn't it? And that's where the several shades of grey comes in, where you go, okay, let's try to initiate this conversation. and Let's try to have this in a calm sort of manner yeah. and uh, uh, in a loving manner. And if it, if it doesn't work and if they continue to, uh, like hate, hate speech, for example. I mean, hate speech is something uh, generally... I I have very, I'm very very wary of cancel culture for for yeah. several several reasons. But I do believe that there are some reasons, some times when maybe we should use it. And if someone's just being a hateful prick against, um, in, in a sort of racist sense, over and over again, or a misogynistic sense, and you've tried to reason with that person and they just will not stop, I feel like that's the point where we start going. Okay, yeah. well now let's try and deplatform and yada yada yada. Yeah, I I feel that most people go towards the deplatform thing straight away though and that's a little bit well I'm, i mean actually to say most people that's probably over the top as well but i see that i see a lot of people going to deplatform straight away it's like um uh i don't know i'm trying to think of an analogy for it it's like it's like there's a small chip fire and you call the entire fire department out or something like like this it's just it, that's a terrible analogy but you know what i mean it's too much yeah um, so it's interesting that, so for me, the deplatforming, um, I think is 
super necessary when, like, specifically, like, you don't want somebody to be continuing to do harm even when they're learning. So I think that that's where some of, like, the deplatforming comes from. It's like you're basically taking that person out of a position of, like, power or Mm -hmm. influence. Uh, So, like... So that they can't be influencing people with their shitty thing that they're doing. Um, so it's like basically you kind of like, like I'm here for like deep platform. Let them get like let them fucking get right, or like let them like talk about how they are changing. Like let them mm. show you the process of what that's gonna look like. Let like that person like give people the opportunity to do the right thing. Um, as long as victims feel safe and feel valid and feel like accounted for and like they're not gonna be continued to be like re-traumatized or re-hurt, like as long as the like victims are being protected like at all fucking costs, like I like the whole like send somebody like off into like the abyss to like never be heard from again is doesn't make any fucking sense because that's not reality. We can't put these people on an island. Like, you can't put, like, you can't send fucking J.K. Rowling to to get right island. Um, we should totally <laughs> start doing that. That's, a, like, that's my, this is my grand <laughs> impossible scheme is, like, okay, so if you say problematic shit, we take you and we put you on get right island where you get fucking educated <laughs> and you have to be able to pass a series of stringent tests <laughs> in order to get back into modern society and be able to interact <laughs> with people so that you're not subjecting your shitty views on them. That's my wildly unhelpful way of doing this. So whatever way we can find to make get right island is, I, I think, think super important. <laughs> I think you have to go to King's Cross and run through into platform three and three and a quarter, I think. It's something like that. <laughs> Maybe I'm getting confused. I don't know. Yeah. Um, and then that's instead of the Hogwarts Express, uh, the Get Right Island ship will pull up and you just the get, you right just get on board. And when you get to, to the island, J.K. Rowling's there. <laughs> <So> <laughs> she's just there. It's like magic. <laughs> yeah. So I think, I think uh, that's the thing, though. But by the same token, um, you know, uh, J.K. Rowling has, has views on on trans issues that I totally disagree with, but I don't Ugh. have to sort of cut her out of my life. Do you know what I mean? That doesn't that doesn't mean I need to yeah. eradicate her and pretend she doesn't exist. So yeah, um, you can't pretend people don't exist. My way of so, I feel like the best way to like the effective ways to like deplatform. Oh my God, there's a fucking goldfinch. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. I just put I put out a suet feeder in my yard, and I'm really excited because there are goldfinches at it, and I never see oh, them. Oh, lovely! Oh, I mean, cool. I'm really into birds. <laughs> Sorry, it's a thing. <laughs> um, uh, anyway, um, so like, yeah, so. Oh fuck! I totally like lost my train of thought. Uh, uh, <laughs> birds, rowling, um, bird uh, brain. Uh, uh, yeah, bird brain. <laughs> bird brain. So <laughs> one of the things that I think is like the biggest barrier um, to this right now is the fact that uh, being get right island for a person is fucking hard. Like there are few things that are more challenging than like sitting down with a person you care about in your life and 
helping them like deconstruct their internalized like misogyny or, or racism or homophobia. Like that's why people don't want to do it. They're not getting you get a dopamine hit if you go on Twitter and you're like, oh, my God, fuck you. You're canceled. <laughs> um, you don't get a fucking dopamine hit sitting down with your brother or whatever um, to talk about their <laughs> internalized racism and misogyny. Like, that's not fun. No shit. People don't want to do it, but it's necessary. It is work that is necessary. And. I think that there needs to be a lot more of an effort to be mindful of that part of things is that like it is hard work to do that. We it owe it to each other to do it anyway. And when you're I, just I, canceling people, it literally it a doesn't fix the problem and it B makes the problem worse because it can send that person uh, basically like isolates that person. Guess what kind of people don't get fucking better no matter what's going on. People who are fucking isolated. Um, and the other thing that it does is it helps, it makes them feel like they should double down. And then it also takes them away from the people who know that they're doing the bad behavior and they're going to go off somewhere else and do it where the people don't know that that's a thing that they, that is chronic for them. So, I think that canceling people is probably honestly one of the worst like things that you can do when you want to really actually instate like systemic discourse changes. Like so I don't know. It's hard and it's like again like I don't like who the fuck am I? I'm just I don't know, I'm just some bitch with a microphone literally right now. <laughs> um <laughs> but like so like, that's my, whatever, my living room prescription for solving systemic oppression. But, like, yeah, not everything is, like, there's nuance to everything. And that's the gray. Ta-da! Right. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Which is what the gray is about. Yeah, that's I was like, there's probably, there's a thousand situations where everything I just said doesn't work. <laughs> I only really brought that stuff up. I only brought that stuff up because it happened, I happened to be listening to the records, the record loads and loads and loads mm. as this conversation was really exploding on, on Twitter. And it just seems so, so I actually personal. didn't know anything about that. Right, um, right, right. Well, I'm not um, on, again, I'll, I don't I'll, have a Twitter. <laughs> I'll send you a link, but uh, yeah, it's it's an interesting conversation. I mean, I don't, you know, I I don't think it's, uh, you know, again to go back to this, I don't think there's a black or white answer. I think it's not clear. You know, it's uh, very, um, uh, yeah, several several shades of grey, as yeah. you eloquently put it in that song. Um, I'm super aware. Like, I do have like one more sort of question thread, which I feel like we go off on a tangent. But I realise I'm taking uh -oh. shitloads of your time already. Oh, you're are fine. you uh, like? Are you sure? Yeah. You sure you're okay? Okay, amazing. Well, look, um, <laughs> this is going to be another super, super, super broad subject, uh, which okay. I am just going to let you talk about for as long as you like. But um, you might have noticed there's an election coming up in your country quite soon. And really the only Woof. reason... <laughs> uh, re really the only reason that I'm bringing this up is because you have a song on your first record called Fuck Donald Trump um, so I guess <laughs> <laughs> so um, I mean get off your fence um, I don't know what how you feel about it uh, right but, um, <laughs> but um, what are your I mean we both are in Western countries that have really fucked up political situations at the moment. Yup. Um, we could. Yeah, y'all are. Probably. Oh God. Oh, we're struggling. Boris. We're struggling. 
someone come get their mans yeah. like yeah 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 this isn't like this isn't me this isn't british me going ha 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 you've got a shitty president like we're, we're both fucked right? oh yeah it's but not great <laughs> no it's not good but um obviously with this sort of this election coming up i was wondering kind of like what are your feelings your hopes for the future in terms of uh the th this upcoming presidential election i did tell you it was a very broad question <laughs> <laughs> i mean i know that's huge but i'm just you know like there's Ugh. a lot that, that it's 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 a point it's a point where things could change or it's a point where things could get significantly worse and how important is it to have a voice in the, those times I, I mean it's integral like especially the marginalized which is like which that's my soapbox like that is the the sharp tooth soapbox is like more representation of marginalized voices that's my soapbox in every situation in life ever more representation of marginalized voices so uh yeah any political system um that inhibits that in any way that shit has got to go mm -hmm. um yeah, our choices are like hardly choices. Like it's like okay, so you you can fucking pick like narcissistic sociopath, um like literally the worst <laughs> president that's ever existed. Oh my god. Who like I'm just waiting for like to get like bombed by North Korea or like we get like annexed by North <laughs> Korea. Like I don't know. It could it things like it's just like who knows? Some crazy shit will probably ha we can't even shit that has been happening is so crazy that like a you couldn't make this shit up. No, so you can't. You can't. <laughs> so it's like Satirist. I don't know how Satirist. things can get worse. Satirists are really struggling since Trump got in because you can't satirize him because it's like it's you can't make it up. Yeah. I feel like satirizing Trump is like writing an article that's like, uh, like Trump gets on stage and delivers very well thought out, reasonable speech. Like that's satire. <laughs> like yeah, yeah, today yeah, yeah. Uh, is like yeah. satire is everything's normal. What a funny <laughs> <thing>. <laughs> It like is though. Um, so yeah, I mean, is Joe Biden a better option than Donald Trump? Like, fucking marginally. But, like, mm. none of this is good. Is that possible? We really wanted Bernie, okay? <laughs> we really wanted Bernie. Bernie's my guy. We have Bernie shirts. That was the thing we did for a while. Right. Oh, yeah. oh as in Sharp Tooth had Bernie sh shirts. Yeah. Or Oh, nice. Cool. Yeah. That's awesome. It was like a, it was so funny. So this was during like the 2016 campaign. Um, we have a lyric uh, in one of our older songs called Give Him Hell Kid. And the lyric says, burn it to the ground. And so we changed it to burn as in like B-E-R-N. Uh. Um, <laughs> and it's just like a live shot, like a hardcore show live shot picture, whatever. Um, except my friend superimposed Bernie Sanders head on top of my head. And Fantastic. it just says burn it to the ground. <laughs> and Fantastic. uh that's we awesome. are big Bernie supporters. We donated a bunch of money to his campaign this year. Um, and now we just cry because apparently everyone is a fucking idiot and uh, mm. apparently doesn't want health care. I guess if you get coronavirus, you just want to die. 
Yeah. I think that's part of the problem. I mean, in um, in this country, certainly, and it sounds like it's the same in the US, I'm not even going to pretend I know anywhere near as much about US politics as I do about the UK politics, but it feels like people don't have options. I mean, you've just said there, no. you know, Biden is marginally better, but, but you know, th- and I feel like maybe that's why people are trying to kind of uh fight back i mean there's this whole um god it feels like we might move on to something else here and i don't i don't want to take up too much of your time but there's this whole sort of defund the police movement now as a result Mm -hmm. of everything that's happened and it sort of feels like there's a sort of move towards vigilantism uh and anarchy um because the systems in place have been failing us for so fucking long yeah oh i'm so here for any any kind of public uprisings i'm super here for um, yeah. Whether you want to call like a pro like protests, riots, I'm so here for all of these things. They are all so important, like mm-hmm. so important. And the more people who start putting like boots on the ground and like making their presence known in some of these spaces, like the better off literally fucking all of us will be. Um. Mm. So and <laughs> yeah, just like I don't know that's important is people literally showing up and like doing the work and not buying into like respectability politics bullshit because I don't fucking have time for that. Um, and neither do either of our countries, frankly. Mm. So, Mm. um, yeah, it's like the same, the same people who like get pissed about like riots and stuff are the same people who like probably have like masturbated to, uh, like, mental images of the Boston Tea Party. Like <laughs> what a picture you put. <laughs> <laughs> what a picture. I <laughs> My discourse I is I'm colorful <laughs> and usually graphic. <laughs> I know what I'm doing as soon as this interview's over. I know, right? Uh, <laughs> Fired up. <laughs> Um, Lauren, I bet th- I guarantee you that there's something adjacent to that on like you porn or like oh oh, oh almost certainly I you porn oh what was it oh Pornhub Pornhub's the other one Pornhub's the one that porn- people talk about now people now okay if I had just said that then it would have been like oh well everyone knows that now it's like <laughs> uh, we all know expert. now what shitty websites I've gotten my porn from <laughs> I don't anymore. I pay actual sex workers to see their content. <laughs> so, is that something you need out in the public? Or uh, well, I suppose we can. Pay well, I don't give a shit. Fine, Leave it. it. Fucking don't care. <laughs> people watch porn and people um, masturbate. What? It, 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 it's true. People do do that. People do yeah. do that. Um, uh, and yeah, and we should own that shit. We should own that shit, and we should, you know, put it out into the world and just be like, yeah, that's what normalize happens, you know? conversations <laughs> about sex. Normalize conversations about things that make us uncomfortable. And like, because there's yeah. also a lot of reasons why like conversations about sex like feel super uncomfortable because they're rooted in systemic oppression. So every time you talk about masturbating in public, it hurts the patriarchy. <laughs> so. <laughs> My friends, <laughs> get the fuck out there. <laughs> <laughs> to be and clear, and start being very open about your sex life. No, I'm kidding. 
You don't have you're to do not that. Saying, you're not saying that people should masturbate in public. We should. No, not in public. Oh, clear. God, no. I mean, if you want, <laughs> no, like, no, no, no. there's totally, pl- like, you can find people who will consent to watch. Like, that's, yeah, that's super <laughs> a thing. Don't do it in public. No, no, consent's the number one thing here, always. Uh, yeah, always. yeah, yeah. I just, <laughs> just wanted to make that super clear. So yeah, so, clear. like, Timmy in the trench coat. No, 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 buddy, go home. We gotta go home. <laughs> no, we're not doing that. Um, it ain't that p- kind of party. <laughs> That feels like a really grotty place to end. Yay! Up, <laughs> I hope that's okay. So really I sorry. just need you to know, because I like, <laughs> so that might sound like, wow, we're ending on a very lewd note. Um, but uh, my band's nickname for me is Perv. So is it? Yes, because I just oh god, I talk about this shit all the fucking time because I just. Whatever, like, ev- literally, anytime I talk about my sex life, the patriarchy like gets a knife. Uh, like, that's a thing. Women being like it, talking about like sexuality and owning it and feeling proud of it is like that. Literally hurts systemic sex- sexism and changes the public narrative. So yeah, so I'm not being a hoe and <laughs> being TMI for me. I'm doing it for all of you. Because yeah, yeah. the patriarchy cannot be smashed alone. <laughs> it's weird. It's sort of, <laughs> I feel, I, uh, I don't even know if this is something I should confess or not, but the, I feel like I didn't even realize women enjoyed sex until I was like 25. Do you know what I mean? Because, yeah. because I'd grown up because so honey, much. Because, honey, they weren't. <laughs> they weren't. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm fucking sorry. You're wonderful. You're a doll. I'm sorry. I'm just like, oh, baby, baby doll, sweet angel. You're good. I'm taking the piss out of you. But the reason I felt like that is because, um, you know, sex has been so kind of um, rooted towards the male fantasy rather than female fantasy. So, So it feels like it's women always trying to please the man and i do think that's again it's something that's beginning to change Mm -hmm. um maybe glacially maybe not as quickly as it should do blah 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 but i think that's that's why it feels uncomfortable isn't it and not that it should be i'm not saying it should feel uncomfortable but yeah i think maybe that's comes down to why it is i don't know yeah well because part of it yeah so part of it is that like uh, it absolutely makes sense that you didn't like like it wasn't even a thought that like occurred to you that like women like enjoy sex because yeah according to our public discourse we are not supposed to nothing is geared towards like female like pleasure or female sexuality like as a way of like catering to those things that mm. is just not something that any of us have like grown up with and it's really only in the last like five years that like at least like I personally have started seeing like um, like porn sites that are geared like specifically towards women um, mm. or like porn sites that it's like all of these like sex workers are like insured and pay and it's like it is like made like very very ethical uh, very ethical porn. Um, that's like a kind of like newer concept for some people and that like stuff that is just kind of geared towards what women might want to see and what might feel better for like them to be watching. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's like definitely a newer phenomenon. 
for sure. There's sort of the sort of the OnlyFans argument as well in that OnlyFans is sort of I mean I I, I don't want to again black and white say OnlyFans is a good thing or OnlyFans is a bad thing because I mm -hmm. definitely think there are yeah. uh, nuances yet again. But one of the more positive aspects of OnlyFans say uh, OnlyFans is a sort of uh, site where you like upload your own content and you you have um, your own power that the, the power is given back to the person who mm -hmm. is distributing that content themselves so it's 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 there with the 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 sex worker or the person who uh, the the porn star or however they want to um, label themselves um that they, they have the power and they um charge what they want to charge and they it's a subscription service so i suppose some people are looking at only fans now as a almost um I'm making this up on the spot, but almost like a feminist porn yeah. sort of way of doing things. Oh maybe? yeah. I like, I totally see that. Like that. It does feel like it is like, yeah, like it is the individual person's content and they get to decide what it's going to look like, how it's like, mm. how it's going to be received, how much people are going to like charge how for it. Pay. And yeah. yeah. And I just think that that is awesome. And I think that it like helps to normalize and make, sex work a lot more like feel like a lot more positive and empowering for people and i i just love that i think that's great i'm like extremely pro like sex workers um that like that's an important thing that like we all should we all should just be learning a little bit more about and being like more mindful about is like what that experience is like um like for either people who have like an only fans or have worked in porn or stripping um, or like escort services. Like I think that we need to be hearing the perspectives of people working in those jobs a lot more um, and like legitimizing I them because I, they are. And part of the problem is that like in my country, they don't like prostitution isn't legal, which is fucking stupid. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. So like we, our culture still has like so far to fucking go with sex related stuff. Like, but I, I I was I was um I was unsure about making sex work legal for a really long time and then um I went to Holland, saw how I mean it works. Mm -hmm. It works. Legalization works. It does. It's, it's like everywhere that. that has it, it like ah, uh, come on. It works, yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, you like women are they, they have to they have to get tested every couple of weeks, they get protection, they get security, they get you know, the, it, it's there are so few arguments against legalization for that sort of thing that it's kind of crazy, yeah. or that that it isn't legal everywhere. But um, yeah, uh, yeah, it's I, I I I was I was skeptical about it until I saw it with my own eyes and saw how it was working, and and I was like, oh, actually, this is amazing. You know, yeah. there, there are no issues with. Um, illegal sex work or anything like that in ho well, it, very, well of very, course very there's few. very there's very always, few, you know. of course but yeah but overall it's like oh these people are going to literally be able to take care of themselves better always yeah. like that is always a thing i want to lean into if it is making people's quality of life better like we gotta fucking do it i don't i don't know <laughs> i feel like that's such a absurd thing to be having to say but i feel that way about like almost all the shit that i say in my songs um, I, think sometimes <laughs> we, I think sometimes we need to say the obvious especially in this day and age i totally agree like an old old twat well it's <laughs> true it's like totally that. true though because like <laughs> it might not be obvious to somebody else and that's yeah, why yeah. 
that's why I do what I do because like and some because there have been some people who have been like oh like don't you feel like you're preaching to the choir or whatever and I'm like no I don't because you don't know who's going to agree with you um I've never thought that any of my views specifically were super radical um especially like a lot of the stuff we talk about, like, on Clever Girl, like, we would get, like, uh, basically, like, we're all these crazy radical activists. Like, I'm just telling people not to rape people. I'm just telling people to treat people with mental illnesses better. Like, I'm just saying don't be a piece of shit who's homophobic. Like, Don't be a dick. Yeah, just don't be a fucking dick. And I'm like, how is why is any of this shit controversial? I don't understand mm. the people who are like, very controversial band. I'm like, I don't think a lot of this is controversial if you're like a decent human being. Yeah, I totally agree. But and it is, you know, to, to bring this around to the beginning of the conversation, it is really, really nice to... It's nice. It's fucking wonderful to have someone say it so eloquently and brilliantly. And it, it really Thank is. You. I mean, as someone who reviews music every week and just gets disheartened by, well, you know, yeah. another fucking thrash metal band that comes in singing about war <laughs> to the, the sharp tooth record was just a massive shot in the arm. And um, oh, yeah, I'm it's so fucking glad. wicked what you're uh. doing. That makes it's me awesome. so happy. Thank you. Good. <laughs> we Good. worked really Good. hard on it. <laughs> it's awesome i thoroughly recommend anyone who hasn't checked it out yet please do uh check out transitional forms by sharp tooth uh clever girl is also very very good i think transitional forms is better though i think oh um, transitional forms is objectively fucking better i will say that a million times yeah, i've been yeah, oh yeah. my god i've been trying to get people i'm that's why i've like been so upset it's taking this long for the record to come out because i'm like i just want people to hear how my fucking voice sounds right now because it is so different <laughs> Um, <laughs> you should absolutely listen to it. I, I can't wait. I mean, obviously, we don't know when you're going to come over and yada, yada, yada. But obviously, I'm assuming UK shows will happen at some point. I'm assuming they're on the horizon. And it'd be awesome to like catch up when you come over. And, um, I would yeah, love that. We should hang out. It'd be awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you so much for your time, Lauren. You've given me loads of it, which is really, really kind yeah. of you. Thank you. I really appreciate it. Of course. Thank you so much. Um, cool. 